In today's show, it's time to look at the injury report across the NBA. A spoiler alert, most people are going to be coming back after the All-Star break. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So we're going to talk about the injury report again. I've tried something a little bit different on this injury report, and I don't know why I haven't done this in the 3,500 episodes I've done in the past, but I've put like some expected return dates next to people. Ah, yeah, I know, amazing. So we'll see how that goes, but we're in this stage where we're like three days away from the All-Star break, four days away from the All-Star break, and if someone's sort of hurt, like they're just going to sit out until the All-Star break, usually, usually that's the case. We'll see. We'll see. But that's that's how I'm viewing a lot of this stuff. And warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's look at the Atlanta Hawks. A couple of guys have popped up on the injury report for them, which we didn't necessarily expect. The Baptist Johnny Collins is questionable with a hip injury for Monday's game. And Bogdan Bogdanovich is questionable also with a hip injury. Collins with the left, Bogdan with the right. Trey Young was on the injury report. He's playing... The depressed penis, Sadiq Bey, is playing after that trade went through. So just Collins and Bogdanovich. Now, if they are out, that does obviously help Bey significantly. Not that he's going to play gigantic minutes and gigantic role in his first game coming across, although he might. There's Those are the two guys, Bogdanovich and Collins, who are going to really impede what Bey's production is going to be. So if we do see Collins and Bogdanovich out on Monday, and we'll talk about this in the recap show later on today, if they're out and Bey goes off, just understand that's the reason. With those guys out, it would help someone like a Jalen Johnson and Adrian Griffin Jr. to jump into some larger minutes. But obviously, nothing too spectacularly long-term there, thankfully, for the Hawks. For Boston, we do have some injuries. Jalen Brown has that facial fracture. I'm just going to go ahead and rule him out through the All-Star break. Maybe he can play in the All-Star game. Maybe he's wearing a mask. I don't know. But their first game back after the All-Star break is the 23rd of February. Again, this is why. Like, it's nine days away from now. Like, they can, he can sit out, have it all healed, and be ready to go post-All-Star. And the same with Marcus Smart and his ankle. I don't expect to see him in the Tuesday, Wednesday, back-to-back that they have. So I expect that he would come back on the Thursday, the 23rd of February. I expect that over this Tuesday, Wednesday, back-to-back, well, sorry, nay, I know, Jason Tatum's going to sit on Wednesday. I think Horford's going to sit one of those games, and Rob Williams is going to sit one of those games. Which game it is, I've got no idea, but they're the guys that are going to sit. Malcolm Brogdon missed the game on Sunday with Achilles soreness, so I'm going to have him questionable at this point for Tuesday, but with Achilles soreness, the All-Star break, and a back-to-back, Pretty much no chance he's playing both those games. So that means your Sam Hauser stream, your Peyton Pritchard potential stream in deeper formats is very much in play with Tatum, Horford, Williams, Brown, Smart, and then maybe Brogdon out at least one of the next two games. There is big opportunity for a lot of players to step up there in Boston. So your stream options are going to be pretty uh, pretty sizable, I would say. 
The Brooklyn Nets, at this point, it's only uh, Seth Curry with that adductor issue. He's missed four consecutive games. Well, he's ruled out on Monday. I don't think he plays Wednesday. Again, it wouldn't make sense for him to come back, play the game Wednesday, and then sit for eight days. Just have the extra time, soft tissue, muscle injury, sit it out, come back first game after the break, which is the 24th of February. So that would be my expectation. Their rotation's really interesting. Do they play these, you know, 12-man rotations? What does that mean for Cam Thomas and Ben Simmons, who played under 20 minutes last game? That is a key thing for us to watch, but I don't expect that Seth is coming back before the All-Star break. For the Charlotte Hornets, um, Kelly Oubre, the report from him for a while has been post-All-Star break without hand surgery. His splint is gone off the hand, so he should return. And with the absence of Jalen McDaniels, he can push back to 30 minutes. Um, Is he a must-roster player? He's iffy. You've got to be really willing to deal with the absolutely no assists and the poor percentages at times that he can bring. But the ability for him to push up to high 20s to 30 minutes is helped by McDaniels being out. It's also helped by the fact that I'm not sure if we're going to see Cody Martin again. At this point, I'm just, look, they're not ruling him out at all. But screw you, I am. I'm ruling him out until at least the All-Star break. Yes, it's only two more games. But this nonsense of ruling him out game by game by game, it's been four weeks, guys. Like, just rule him out. You did this at the start of the year. Your injury reporting, your franchise, your owner, your GM, your coach, they're all dreadful. You're all shit house. Fix it. Um, yeah, so Cody Martin, maybe he's back after the All-Star break. And then Kai Jones is listed doubtful with an ankle. Remember this guy? Anyone remember that he played for this team? He's actually a center on this team. But we don't talk about him with Mark Williams or with Nick Richards because he's terrible. Imagine having two picks in the top 20 like the Hornets did last season and both of them being absolutely useless. Book Knight and Kai Jones, useless. What the two of the worst top twenty picks you will ever make, and for one team. Oh man, that's that's really rough. Sorry, Hornets fans. The Chicago Bulls. Um, at this point, there is uh, Alex Caruso, who's questionable. The old rabbit hunter. Be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. With that foot sprain, I'm shocked he missed only two games for that foot. Maybe that's why he only played 21 minutes on Saturday. His minutes are very much up in the air, and he's not a must-roster player. Javante Green, with that knee issue, it's been bothering him all season. I've got his return set at the 1st of March. I wouldn't even bank on that. I think there's a real risk that he hasn't come back this season. And Lonzo Ball, let's I can't officially call it, but he's not playing this season. There's, there's, no, there's no way. There's no way that Lonzo Ball is playing this season. I'm calling it... Not officially, but let's put it at a 2% chance he plays a game this year. There's no way. Surely he doesn't play. But I'm not, I can't officially rule him out, unfortunately, for um, clarity's sake. Not unfortunately, because I want Lonzo to play. I really like Lonzo Ball as a player, and he's a key part of this team. But I am very, very worried about where this goes in the future. The Cleveland Cavaliers. At the time of me recording this, there was no one on the injury report, and that still remains the same as I just double-checked. Danny Green has signed with them, but uh, he won't be available Monday as they get that contract sorted out, but he should be ready to go after that. The Dallas Mavericks, Timmy Hardaway, left last game with a hamstring injury, and they're listening questionable. There is no chance. There's surely no chance that Tim Hardaway plays. Surely not. Is, is Tim Hardaway actually going to play on a sore hamstring two days from the All-Star break after leaving last game earlier? No chance. Jesus Christ, no way. We'll see, but they're listing him questionable. Muxy Kleber, let's put him out until after the breaks. That's 23rd of February, a potential return. His return, by the way, that does not mean good things for Christian Wood. Just, I Wood stuff is very troubling. It's very troubling. And then Davis Bertans, we're probably looking at him post-break as well. I'm not sure that he's a part of the rotation, but 
maybe he's an impact on Christian Wood as well. Look at those guys, Kleber and Bertans, not sexy names, but absolutely players who could impact whatever the low upside of Christian Wood is at the moment. Hmm. Um, today's episode is brought to you by Fangel. We're at the midpoint season, the alleged midpoint season of the NBA season, and now it's the perfect time to download Fangel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the Fangel Sportsbook app. It's safe and secure and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drained. If we go and have a look, I'd look at some um, play-up points props for the Utah and Indiana game today. Taylor Horton Tucker is at 11.5 on his points prop, and it's plus 100. I think he might go over. I don't know if he will, but I, I like the over at plus 100. Even money for Taylor Horton Tucker over on Fangel. Fangel also lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fangel.com slash locked on. That's fangel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fangel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let's go to the Denver Nuggets. Jamal Murray is listed questionable with that knee injury. I don't think he's going to play before the All-Star break, but that's speculation. We're not official there. It's important to note with this knee inflammation that Jamal Murray, it's not his torn ACL. It is, as Dr. Michael Malone said, you know, the venerable Dr. Michael Malone said that it's an overcompensation injury, meaning that he's doing stuff with that some soreness in his left knee and you overcompensate other parts of your body, so now his right knee is sore. I think they'll be, they're obviously top of the West. Like they don't need to push with this. And I think they'll be extra cautious and he'll probably sit out until the break. Aaron Gordon with a left rib contusion. He missed Saturday's game. He's officially questionable for Monday. I can see Gordon playing through these ones. So I'm not all that worried about that. Zeke Nagy's been ruled out on Monday with a shoulder issue. And Colin Gillespie hasn't played a single second all season with that leg fracture. Uh, maybe he's back after the All-Star break. It seems like it should be about the right time for him to return, but he's not going to play minutes anyway. The other one is Reggie Jackson, who they signed to a, um, a contract after his buyout. He won't be available Monday, but could be available Monday. I should have mentioned this with the Mavericks. Justin Holiday has signed a contract there, and there'll be some minutes for him. So he'll take anything that Frank Nilakina got. Um, McKinley Wright, Theo Pinson, those guys were playing minutes. That'll go to Justin Holiday. He might even take some Justin Hardy minutes, and he might actually bite into a little bit of maybe like one or two minutes off the top of Josh Green, maybe one or two minutes off Reggie Bullock, and maybe one or two minutes off Tim Hardaway. Not that Holiday's played well this season, but he's at least a viable rotation NBA player, which Nilakina and Wright and Pinson and Lawson aren't. Let's look at the Detroit Pistons. Passport legend Jalen Duran. He sprained his ankle last game. He returned, but Dwayne Casey said after the game, yeah, we're not sure about this. I I think that, look, they play Wednesday. I don't think he plays in that game. And James Wiseman, that trade's gone through. Wiseman probably will play. So I would imagine there is a gigantic chance that Wiseman starts on Wednesday. A massive chance. I'd put it over, it's over 70% that Wiseman is their starting center on Wednesday. I hope that he wouldn't be. I would hope that they try, if Duran's out, they put Isaiah Livers at the four and Stewart at the five. But they won't because they're the Pistons. So I think there's a massive, massive chance of seeing Bagley start. Do not drop Duran. Please, God, do not do that. But watch that. And then we've got old mate Marvin Bagley, James Wiseman Sr., is dealing with that hand injury. We haven't had an update on him. He's been out weeks and weeks and weeks. I don't even think he's going to play. Thank God. Lucky they spent $37 million on him. 
He might return first game after the break, which is the 23rd of February. Um, all right, let's go to the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry. There is a chance that Steph is back sort of straight after the break. I've got it there as the 24th of February. That's not the first game back. They have a back-to-back straight after the break of Thursday, Friday. There is a chance Steph returns on that Friday against the Rockets or the Sunday against the Wolves. We'll get more of an update, hopefully, across the break, but I don't think we're too far away from him returning. we got Gary Payton on this team now. The original report was, oh, he'll be out for three months. And now they're like, yeah, maybe we'll just reevaluate in a month and we hope he's back for the playoffs. You do not need Gary Payton in any sort of fantasy league. I've temporarily set his return date at the 18th of March. I think it's probably more likely to be 1st or 2nd of April if we're going to be realistic about it. And that just means no impact in the regular season, which obviously helps the value of DiVincenzo. But with Steph probably back in three or four games, DiVincenzo's value is not going to last. Andre Iguodala came back, played like three games, and now is out with a hip injury. I don't think we're seeing him before the break. I don't think we're, Honestly, I don't even know if we're seeing him at all until we hit March or April and they just see if he can get some games in before the playoffs. I'm not sure that his body can handle this anymore. Don't know. The Rockets, there's only one person on the injury report for them at the moment, and that is cousin Kevin Porter Jr. with that foot contusion. Almost no chance we see him before the All-Star break. Their first game back after that is the February the 24th against the Warriors. So with him out, it helps Jay Sean Tate. It theoretically helps Ty Ty Washington and Dacian Nix, although they're not reliable. Theoretically, it maybe should help Tari Eason, but it won't. Um, so there are some options there as streamers, but we're not really that interested in them in 12-team formats. For the Indiana Pacers, the only injuries that, by the way, the, the Pacers re-signed, uh, the Rockets, sorry, back on the Rockets, they traded for Danny Green and Justin Holiday, who I thought would be really interesting, 3 and D, veteran leaderships, and this bought them both out. I know they don't need to win games. That's not what it's about. It's about having someone that's capable to play that position. But, oh well. Or at least teach that position. They've both been bought out. So cool, good for them. For the Pacers, they play on Monday. Both Tyrese Halliburton and Miles Turner are questionable. They also re-signed James Johnson, the Pacers, after cutting him. Halliburton has a thigh contusion. Turner has a back issue. I would be very surprised if Miles Turner plays in this game against the Jazz. Very surprised. Um, does that mean Daniel Tice time? Unfortunately, probably it does. It should be Isaiah Jackson time. But yeah, they're idiots. So who knows what they're going to do. But just, I would be really shocked if, if Miles Turner plays this game. And if Turner is out Monday, I think he'll be out Wednesday. I hope they give it to Jackson, but that's one to watch. Halliburton, I'm not as concerned with him. Um, but anytime anyone appears on the injury report on a bad team, that's what the paces are now, just before the break, it's a lot easier to just sit them both of these games, give them the extended 10 days rest, and then they come back after it. So watch that. You might have some real TJ McConnell stream. You might have you might have Isaiah Jackson as a stream because if Turner's out, maybe he starts and plays 25 minutes and Ty still stays 18 minutes. So you might have a massive McConnell or a massive... A massive McConnell sounds like a terrible euphemism for an erection. <laughs> you, might, you might be able to get a massive McConnell or you might be able to um, stream in an Isaiah Jackson for two games here. Watch it. Watch it. I'm, I'm feeling... I'm not, I'm not feeling confident in it, but I think it could be a spicy one. The Clippers, somehow, don't have any injuries. We'll see how long that lasts. Probably never. But I would expect that there is... Well, I know there's going to be limited minutes in their two games before the All-Star break for Kawhi and for Paul George. And they should have Plumlee Gordon and the five-minute man himself, Bones Highland, available to play these two games before the All-Star break. The Los Angeles Lakers. I know I said last week, two weeks ago, that LeBron James was on a sell high because, hey, as soon as he breaks the record, he's not he's going to 
limit limit himself. And then they made trades, and I was like, ah, well, they're sort of going for it. They're improving their team. LeBron has not played a game since he broke the record, and he's out again Monday with that foot. Now, this is not a fake injury, but there is also an element of their what, 12th seed in the West, and his foot has been injured about five times this season already, and this was always on the cards. And I don't know where this goes for LeBron from here, but he has been... I've got him there as questionable on the screen. He has been ruled out already for Monday. They play Wednesday. Almost no chance. There is no chance that he plays in one on Wednesday. Anthony Davis continues to be listed probable every game. He does not look healthy at all. Wouldn't be shocked if he sits the game against the Pelicans either. And Mo Bamba is suspended for one more game on Monday, so he's available on Wednesday the 15th. Does he play over Wenyan Gabriel? I'm not 100% convinced. Does he play over Anthony Davis? Of course not. Does he play next to Anthony Davis? I doubt it. Does he play over Jared Vanderbilt? I also doubt that because let's get something clear. Mo Bumba is actually a very bad NBA player. He can be a good fantasy player, but he's a very bad NBA player. And Jared Vanderbilt is a worse fantasy player, but a much better NBA player. And how they run those guys will be very interesting. Is Wenyan Gabriel a better player than Mo Bumba? I'll let you answer that. I'm, I, I don't think it's clear cut. We'll see. The Memphis Grizzlies, the only injury currently for them on that injury report is old mate Steve Adams with his PCL injury. We're looking at him at about a 5th of March is my return, so about 6th or my return date estimate for him. But his replacements have been Xavier T. Illman and Brandon Clarky Clark, and they're doing nothing. Like they're splitting minutes. There's no 12-team musts for either of those guys. They're just stream options and 14-team league guys. So we're probably looking until the 5th of March there for Adams to return. Today's episode is also brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, a small business owner or a hiring manager. You know that in 2023, all depends on the team members, all success in 2023 actually, all depends on the team members that you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, from your company, and from their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdownmba. That's linkedin.com slash lockdownmba to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Let's go to the Miami Heat. This one is a little bit more of a chunky injury report. Of course, they're listing every dickhead in the world as probable. Bam Adebayo is probable. Gabe Vincent's probable. Max Struess is probable. Hayward Highsmith's probable. Udonis Haslam's probable. I don't know how you can be probable with personal reasons. Like, how can you be probable? You're either out or you're in. What is it? How can you be probable? Um, anyway, that doesn't matter. What are the actual injuries here? Tyler Hero is doubtful for Monday. That's a massive chance he sits Wednesday as well. Um, Kyle Lowry's not coming back before the All-Star break. I don't think he's coming back straight after the break. I've got his return set at the 1st of March, and I'm not even sure he returns then. I actually think Gabe Vincent's a strong 12-team league guy. We've got Vic Oladipo. He's the only player who could return before the All-Star break, not including Tyler Hero. So maybe he plays on Wednesday the 15th. And then you've got uh, Little Chungus, Nikola Jovic. I've got him set at 27th of February. Omer Yurtseven, who's apparently healthy, but just getting conditioning back. I would expect uh, Yurtseven back first game post-All-Star. And then there's Duncan Robinson, who we're looking at around the 27th um, of February with his finger issue. But Jovic, Robinson, they're not going to be in the rotation. Yurtseven might be um, ahead of Orlando Robinson as the backup center behind Bam Adebayo. Um, but the, the big one there is Lowry and the replacement of, with Gabe Vincent. 
The Milwaukee Bucks, Punch Bob, Bobby Portis. He's doing some practice work at the moment. We were hoping to get more of a reevaluation at the or an update here, but we haven't got it yet. I don't think there's any need for him to play before the All-Star break. So let's look at him as the 24th of February. Just giving an extra 10 days break for an MCL sprain is huge. It's a gigantic difference. So there's no way to me he plays. Jay Crowder, um, he's not going to play before the break after signing there. We're not adding him in 12s. I don't mind him as a 14 team. He might become a 12 team guy at some point, but there's just going to be a mess between him and Allen and Connaughton and Ingles and even Portis, to be honest, in those backup minutes. The Minnesota Timberwolves, they continue to list the big fella, Rudy Gobert, as questionable. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Like, just sit the guy. Why, why do we have to list him questionable every game? Like, his groin is injured. Sit him. Sit the guy down. I wonder if they're waiting for Towns to return and then they'll sit Gobert for a prolonged period. Also, um, Kyle Anderson. Let's go look, look at Kyle Anderson's latest games. The 3rd of February, five minutes left with back spasms. Um... The 5th of February, 13 minutes, left with back spasms. 7th of February, missed the game for back spasms. 8th of February, missed the game for back spasms. Played against the Grizzlies, 17 minutes, and they got blown out. So what the hell do we expect from him at the moment? It's a really good question. Um, and I think the answer is pretty tough to know. I He's obviously a 12-team league player when he's starting, but these back issues have gone... They've been a problem since basically opening night. And they played Monday, Thursday here this week. I... Don't think we're going to get both games out of him. And I guess the big one here, of course, is the big fella, Carl Anthony Towns, who is joining the team uh, on the road trip for the first time. He's doing some practice work. There is a chance that he returns, maybe not first game after the break, but maybe that game on the 26th of February. Maybe that's being a little bit too optimistic, and we could be looking at him maybe the week after, so 3rd of March. But we don't appear to be too far away from Towns returning. New Orleans, the Pelicans. You know what I just realized? I said I was going to do this in reverse order, and I screwed it up again. Got to do it next time. Got to go reverse order next time. The Pelicans. Um, Christian James McCollum is questionable with that ankle problem for Monday. We'll see whether he plays. If he is out, then you do look at Jose Alvarado and probably Josh Richardson, to be honest, who comes across in their trade. Could be streamable there. Dyson Daniels, I'd expect first game after the break, the 23rd of February. And of course, the big one is uh, Zion Williamson. I'm the biggest bird. Had a setback in his hamstring injury. I think we're looking at mid-March here. And that is either the start of your fantasy playoffs or well into the middle of your fantasy playoffs. And if you followed my recommendation for the um, when to finish fantasy playoffs, that's the end of championship week. Like it's, I, I don't think, and when he comes back, he's not playing proper minutes. Like there's just no way. He's playing limited minutes if he's ready then to get ready for the actual real NBA playoffs if they make it. So I don't think you need to hold on to Zion Williamson, um, really, unless you've just got open IL slots. That's it. For the New York Knicks. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. Well, not quite yet. He doesn't, because we still don't have him back. I'm expecting that he's returning around the 5th of March from that thumb injury, so we can keep going with Hartenstein. We can keep trying Jericho Sims in deeper leagues. You just made the list. Um, so... Yeah, like Robinson is fine to grab when he comes back. But again, if you don't have IL, are you missing playoff time here with him? Yeah, I think you probably will be. On to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Jeremiah Robinson has been on this injury report for ages. He's actually back and ready to go for today. So is Dario Saric. So how those two guys 
I know Darius Baisley is out and Mike Muscala is out, but those two guys just stepped straight into those roles. So it doesn't help Pig Williams. It doesn't help Kenrich Williams. We'll see how they run there. I'd be, I'm a little bit interested in Sharich to see what his production is going to be like. I think we're still a while away from Alexei Pokyshevsky returning. We're obviously not holding on to him. I've got him as 3rd of March as a return. And then Eugene Omaruyi with an ankle sprain. He'll be out on Monday. Maybe he plays on Wednesday, but I also know that that's not going to be that important. Can you believe this? Is this actually real? There is nobody on the Magic Injury Report because Trumura KK is off it. He had that knee soreness. He's in the G League. He's not going to be a part of the rotation, but he's not on the injury report. There is Actually, that's not true. There is someone on the injury report, and that's RJ Hampton. Uh, other personal reasons, not with team. They're working out whether they can cut him and find him a role somewhere else. He's been a gigantic disappointment. He's had every opportunity, but he's so far down the depth chart here. But if you can't get minutes on the Orlando Magic, I don't really know what's going to happen with you long term. So he's not injured, but he's also not available to play. On the Philadelphia 76ers, Embiid is listed questionable. This is going to be the case every game, is my guess, rest of season with that foot issue. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he sits one of the... They've got the Rockets on Monday and the Cavs on Wednesday before the break. Does he sit one of those? Maybe. Um, Shake Milton got whacked in the face last game. He overreacted a gigantic amount, and now he's uh, probable with eye soreness. Have you ever seen a, a, a status as eye soreness? They also signed The Undertaker, Dwayne Dedman. And I don't get to do it very often, and I don't, and I don't know how much more I'm going to do it. So let's do it now. He gets to battle with Paul Reed and Montrez Harrell. By the way, this ends Harrell. Like Harrell had already lost the job to Paul Reed, and maybe he comes back in. But hey, Deadman's not good. Also, like let's not get that mixed up. He's not that good. But just another center into the mix means there's no confidence in Harrell, and maybe there's no confidence in Reed. We're not adding... Even if Embiid was out, I, I wouldn't rush to add Deadman. But we might get a really interesting look at what happens if Embiid sits in the next two games to see what they do with Deadman, Reed, and Harrell. I'd be very intrigued to see how they end up going there. For the Suns, yes, Kevin Durant is a member of the Phoenix Suns, and he's not going to play before the break. I think there's a chance that he returns pretty soon after it, either on the 26th of February or the 1st of March. I think 1st of March is probably a little bit more realistic for him to return. They've also ruled Cameron Payne and Landry Shamet out through the All-Star break. These injuries have been horrible. They've been, I can't believe how long it's been. It basically happened. Landry Shamet got dunked on his head on Aaron, by Aaron Gordon on Christmas Day. He's played, what, two games since then? He just hasn't played. And campaign's been out, I think, since long of that. He came back for like a couple of games and they're out again. Um, the thing with those two guys, though, is that we're getting this real big boost from someone like Josh Okoge at the moment. And those two guys come back and they play 20 minutes each. And then there's the arrival of Terrence Ross. So there's a whole bunch of interesting stuff that's going to happen with this rotation. Oh, and TJ Warren's got to arrive. So while Okoge's putting up good numbers now, Tory Craig's playing a lot, even someone like Ish Wainwright, who's got two games left on his two-way contract. So he'll play the two games before the break, and then they have to decide either he never plays again or they have to convert his contract. So just watch that for Wainwright, who's had some really good minutes, but does he even play in these games or does he even play rest of season? Um, but Durant, hopefully we're getting him back. It seems like it's ages away. It's two more weeks, but it's like two, three games. And I think we might get Durant back there, maybe. For the Portland Trailblazers, Jeremy Grant with his second concussion scare over the last two weeks. He was cleared from the last one, but he hasn't been cleared from this one. So Grant will miss uh, Monday to me, it's almost no chance he plays on Tuesday with that concussion. So I would expect after the break for him. I think Yusuf Nurkic after the break is a realistic return date with his calf. But I also expect that when Nurk returns, he's going to be limited with that calf, which has bothered him basically all season. 
I think he'll be limited for at least a week or two when he returns. Justice Winslow, we've really had no update on him whatsoever. Again, I'm just going to arbitrarily suggest that he might be back after the All-Star break. And then you're going to have Sharp, Thibel, Reddish, Little, Winslow, all battling for the minutes that Josh Hart vacated, meaning none of them probably work out. We'll see whether Winslow actually does return. And if I had asked you who Ibu Budgie plays for, did you know it was the Blazers? Well, I don't know. But he is dealing with knee soreness. And will he ever play a single second at all? They use their two ways worse than anybody in the entire NBA. Um, so we'll see what happens with Budgie. Hmm. The Sacramento Kings. Malik Monk missed last game with an ankle injury. He didn't practice. I'm going to expect that he misses some time. Terrence Davis becomes your stream option, especially for slightly deeper leagues. And Casey Okpala is also questionable with knees on us. Remember when he started at the beginning of the year? That was a cool move. Um, San Antonio Spurs. A lot on here, and it's going to be like this all season with random stuff happening all the time. Trey Jones has been ruled out for Monday. I think he might play Wednesday. I think he's a hold, but I'm not super confident. With the ins and outs, the low minutes, the potential of Devontae Graham cutting in, I don't think you have to hold on to Trey Jones. Romeo Langford, remember they said, this, this one's always going to annoy me. He heard his groin, they said, yeah, man, it's going to be out a long time. And then they listed him questionable after one game. And then he's been questionable every single game since, which has been since the middle of January. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, I'm not going to see Romeo Langford before the All-Star break. I think that's fair enough. Screw your questionable slash out designations. He's just not going to play until the All-Star break. And of course, having no Romeo Langford helps the minutes of Malachi Branham. Now we've seen Branham, when this team is healthy, really struggle to put up consistent 12-team value. And that's why I don't think he's a must-roster 12-team league guy. Devin Vassell is doing some practice. I think we get him back 20th of February, maybe 3rd of March, or 2nd of March. He's not too far away. I think he'd be pretty limited when he comes back. He'll sit back to backs. He won't be playing 33 minutes. But his return also impacts Branham and Graham and Langford and Wesley and all these sort of guys. Charles Bassey was in the G League, but then they said, no, he's actually injured, which is, okay, like he's injured at the moment. Um, I thought Bassey could have that backup center role, but they've been giving those minutes to Googie Jeng at times. They're giving them to Isaiah Roby. So Bassey, who could have been like a slightly deeper league ad, is not. Doug McDermott missed last game with Achilles Saunas. He's questionable. And Ken Birch, I don't think we're seeing him back before the break. In fact, I don't think we see him play a single second for the San Antonio Spurs, but we will find out on that. The Toronto Raptors. Gaz Trent. Wrong one. Nice, Gary. That's the one. Gary missed the last game with a calf issue. He's currently questionable for their game on Tuesday. Uh, Ananobi is out for that game on Tuesday. But what about Scarps? OG. Stop, OG. Uh, you better stop, OG. Well, the big sneeze presses a chewer is questionable with an ankle sprain. So we still don't know what their lineup's going to look like before the All-Star break. We'll see it probably on the 23rd of February. I think that Trent or Ananobi, one of those guys is moving to the bench. I think Pirtle is going to lock in as a starting center and don't don't drop him at all. The first two games haven't been particularly awesome, but I think he's a really, really strong guy. And I don't think that uh, Achua is going to be a 12-team league player. The Jazz, pretty clean injury report. Micah Potter is out with an uh, elbow issue. He's out, I would guess, until around the 9th of March. But how many of you even knew who this bloke was? We don't have any update on Russell Westbrook and his status at all on this team uh, at this point either. And then the last team is the future MVP, Kyle Kuzma, who was questionable and has just been ruled out for Monday's game. They have a back-to-back, -back, so they play Monday, Tuesday, and then they play Thursday. I think it's reasonable to expect that um, Kuzma is out for all three games this week. I, I don't know that for sure, but I think that's reasonable to expect. So that helps Gafford. It helps Avdia. It helps Kispert a little bit. Not that we care about Kispert in 12-team leagues, but we do for Avdia and Gafford. Um, 
and then that's yeah that that boost there. But I don't think we're going to see Kuzma before the All Star break. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, you know what to do. You thumb it up. You leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.